are live. Hello, and welcome to Extreme Drowis, our all-girl, mostly drow adventure through the Underdark, and sometimes the not-Underdark, which is where they currently are. Um, I apologize for the slightly late start today. We've had a couple of gremlins we had to slaughter, but those gremlins are now slaughtered. Let me fix... Uh, the, the stream there so that you can all see uh, the beautiful faces of our wonderful players and we will get going when last we met um, you had all sort of made your way to and settled in uh, the Camp Brimstone which is sort of the central location that uh, the um, tieflings have claimed as their own home, um, the Order of the Hellfire Hearth specifically. And their attempt to create kind of a tiefling homeland on the Sword Coast, uh, as well as um, provide safety for tieflings who are currently undergoing a bit of racial oppression at the hands of the, of the Masked Lords of Waterdeep uh, and the Church of Tyr. So they've sort of built this camp and they've started taking in not only tieflings, but also taking in drow who have found themselves uh, ostracized from drow society for one reason or the other. Most of the drow that are here right now are ostracized due to the fact that they are pregnant with children that were conceived while the demon lords were running amok uh, in the Underdark, which essentially makes them uh, tiefling. They're pregnant with tiefling children. And the drow powers that be tend to frown on that sort of thing, particularly if the children are conceived in a situation where the um, where the uh, mothers were not necessarily willing participants or in charge of controlling the, the demons that were um, involved. Let me see what I can do here. We've got uh, Tori having a tech issue still, but we're going to work through it. We're going to play through the pain. Um, Need to send another invitation to our good friend. So I apologize for the gremlins we're having this week. Seems to be that kind of a day. So while we are uh, tackling that and sorting it out, um, let me continue with our little recap. Sorry, the faces are a little screwed up on the video at the moment. While at Camp Brimstone, um, Roja was able to reunite with Random, her sort of long-lost uh, lover and friend. And they've been spending some time catching up, talking. While they were doing so, the rest of the party uh, sort of got together and had a couple of various discussions. The issue of what's going on in Menzo Baranzin came up and how to address that, uh, as well as 
the issue of trying to uh, prevent Ember's fate with regards to uh, Tiamat and with regards to the pact that was made uh, that calls for Ember's betrayal of the party or her death. So, in doing some soul searching and thinking about those aspects and issues, uh, the party has decided to split and take a two-pronged approach. Uh, some of them planning to return to Menzo Branzen by way of a teleportation circle that is under uh, Camp Brimstone in the drow portion of the settlement known as Hrasthet, which is uh, literally infernal translated to hot dam. So named because it's built on a number of uh, like underwater geothermal geysers. So it's very warm down there. Um, the rest of the party was planning to head to Long Saddle to appeal to the Harpel family in the hopes of opening a portal to the world of Eberron where they might try to enlist the aid of Lolf in taking out Tiamat. Does that sound like a fair assessment of what has gone on so far? Mm -hmm. Yep. Excellent. Tori, it's good to see your beautiful face. I'm glad you got your stuff sorted out. Thanks. I don't know what happened. Well, now it's working. So. Sometimes that's all that, that you can do. Right. Just be like, sure, it's working now. My uh -huh. phone turned off and then this turned on. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It said my phone is like, you got booted out. I was like, wow, Travis was like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because like you're uh, long story short, your video was still on from your computer trying to log on. So I tried to boot that out, and I think it booted you out, too. Ah. Yay, technology. <sighs> so, so my computer was trying to work. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So, um, refresh my memory. Out of the party that is present, who was, in fact, planning on re returning to Menzo Branson, and who was planning on heading to uh, Long Saddle? Uh, Ravain is definitely going back to Menzo. Yeah, and me and Baylor. And yeah, I have no interest in that. And the rest of you were heading to, to Long Saddle, is that correct? We're, yes. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, the let's begin with uh, the trip to Long Saddle. We're going to hop back and forth. So, uh, ladies, please try to be patient with me as we deal with uh, a split party. Nah. Um, <laughs> the group actually let's, let's uh, let me start with the group that's headed to Menzo um, Branson. Right. Because your journey is at least the first leg of your journey is technically slow or faster than the others. So we've got <clears throat> Baylor. We've got Liahana, and we've got Rowena. Uh, you're taken inside and uh, directed to the actual camp center of Camp Brimstone. <clears throat> and once you arrive there, you are t 
taken into a room that basically in their temple of the Order of the Hellfire Hearth has a entryway down into Harassed Hut. And as you step down into the Underdark portal, you see there are some stairs that are uh, very clearly dwarven stonework. And as you're making your way down these stairs, uh, it's not too long before a drow gentleman sort of steps out from behind this alcove. Uh, He's armed with a crossbow. And... um, is he, is he holding it like he's expecting a fight? Uh, he's holding it kind of like down to the side as if he's um, you know, trained to, to be able to keep it at the ready without actually threatening anyone. Um, okay. He says, uh, identify yourselves, please. I am Matron Mother Ravenna Deirdre Erden. And we're with her. He says, I see. And uh, what's your business here? I'm returning to Menzo Baranzan. Beyond that, I don't know that I have to declare my business to you, sir. He says, uh, I've sworn a life debt to protect the um, women, children, and inhabitants of this settlement. Um, if you want past, you will give me your business. That's an admirable oath. I can assure you that the women and children of this, of this settlement are in no danger from me. From matron mother of a drow noble house? We're friends with Roja. <laughs> like... He uh, looks looks back and um, sort of starts doing what looks like maybe some um, sign language or thieves can't. And you can't quite see from your vantage point who he is communicating with or where they might be. But after a brief moment, he uh, nods and turns back to you. Says, all right, you're clear. Thanks much. God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll just keep walking. Yeah, or follow closely behind her. Excellent. He nods and moves to the side. As you're stepping down through grass, uh, it is it does become uncomfortably hot. Um, the geothermal pockets are uh, spitting up kind of a constant fog. The area is dimly lit, um, due largely to the presence of the phasers, and. So you're able to see pretty well. And as you walk along, you can see in these other alcoves, various drow armed guards. Um, You continue on, and a tiefling steps forth and uh, bows to you and says, we were informed to expect you. 
you are seeking access to our teleportation circle? Yes, I would like to check on the situation in Mensa Baranzen, and I am told that you have resources which would allow me to do just that. Yes. Uh, please walk this way. Forgive the overzealous nature of our guard. We have much to fear from outsiders. We understand. You have nothing to fear from me. Thank you. As he begins walking along with you, um, you start to see the settlement kind of open up. And as it opens up before you, you can take in that this sort of larger um, central region You step into this area right here, and it's kind of, you see this nexus of passageways. Um, I'd like you both to go ahead and give me a um, perception check. And if you are proficient with Arcana, you can have advantage on this check. I am not proficient at all. Oh, but that was a nice roll. That's a 16. Not bad. I got a 12. Okay. Um, with a 12, you don't really notice anything, um, Liahana, but Rowena, you clearly notice uh, as you're walking in a number of symbols that are carved into the, the rock uh, almost set up to look as if they are um, like they look as if they are part of like just the natural uh, erosion of the place but mm -hmm. you can sort of clock the patterns a little bit and enough to recognize that basically this whole area is a kill box so if somebody whatever the trigger word is if somebody triggers the spells that are on these runes around here, it'll just let go of all sorts of God knows what kind of magic into this uh, hallway. I, uh, I, I will lean over and whisper. Uh, uh, don't make any sudden moves. We can't win a fight in this realm. Okay. <laughs> As they uh, continue along, taking you further in, the area opens up into like this sort of uh, larger central chamber. And this seems to be kind of the main area of public commerce. You can see that a number of folks have set up uh, just little uh, tents basically for uh, to serve as makeshift storefronts 
along the sides. And then these little alcoves that dip into the side are actually all blocked off uh, with wrought iron bars. They appear to be storage areas that have been set aside and barred off. And like I said, the guard continues walking you through. Says, if you need any supplies for your journey, this is your last stop to receive them. I think we are doing well. Do you need anything? I'm okay. Do you need anything, Baylor? Think any of them have a spare leg for sale? Aww. I like, I hold his hand like, oh, don't be like that. Wait, could commission you a prophetic? Ooh. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. Okay. All right. You're the one that brought it up, though, so... I was making an attempt at humor. <laughs> <laughs> Although we should get you a prophetic of some kind at some point. Maybe. We'll see. If you want one. Anyway, that. I've We're grown good. I've grown accustomed to moving as I am. All told it could be worse. Could be worse things. We could all be dead. That's true. Um they lead you along and down, you start going down this southern uh tunnel that leads off. And it becomes clear to you. Uh, as you're moving along, the, the, those are the only obvious and visible ways into or out of this main uh, section. So it's relatively defensible. And as you're kind of moving through, it, it becomes very apparent to you that this entire place appears to be like basically just set up to be have multiple fallback points. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very much about like, if this area gets compromised, we can go back here. If this area gets compromised, we can go back here. So it seems to be a lot of redundant security. Whoever's uh, in charge of digging these tunnels out and setting this stuff up is, uh, for lack of a better word, paranoid. Um, as far as everything Ravina knows, their paranoia is justified, and she probably appreciates their solid grasp of tactics. <laughs> Very Part of reminds me of a certain someone that had a goldfish and a bull. <laughs> <laughs> I did not start that fight. <laughs> uh, as you uh, arrive near this door, um, the uh, the tiefling escort turns back to you and says, uh, "We are heading into the." residential regions. Um, the people here are fairly kind and welcoming, but they may take some notice of your associate. So I would try not to anger them if you can help it. Notice would not bother us. Baylor says, I'm, I'm accustomed to traveling in the company of, of those who... Uh, Gawk, I will be fine. You step through the door, and it basically looks like uh, almost like a residential pathway in Menzo Brands, and in one of the smaller, more uh, common neighborhoods. Uh, 
It's a well-crafted path. There's homes off to the sides. Uh, you do see some children playing outside. And um, they pause and take notice of Baylor as you walk through, but nobody says anything directly. Maybe you should wear a hat. Do you think that would help? <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a big, just a big, like, straw hat. Oh, no, I, I was thinking uh, a nice, big, like, tricorn with feathers and buttons. Yeah, yeah. Ravina had the same thing I had in mind. People would just look at the hat and not see who's wearing it. They'd be like, wow, that's a cool hat. I somehow think that a tricorn, no matter how elaborate and uh, whimsical, will fail to distract people from uh, my giant spider body. Yeah, you are very handsome, that's right. He blushes a little bit, and you continue on your way. Uh, after about probably a half hour of, of walking, um, you make your way ultimately over to uh, this section right here. Uh, and as you step in, there's you're greeted by a tiefling woman. Um, she's dressed in plate mail armor. Um, the chest piece of her um, plate is emblazoned with the, the uh, symbol of the uh, Order of the Hellfire Hearth. Um, which is just basically like a, a burning, um, like, a, like a burning, almost like a fireplace fire uh, that's surrounded by like a, a, a hearth made of bone. And uh, she says, uh, thank you for escorting me dismissed. And the guard salutes and walks off. And she says, greetings. I'm Hope. I am the... Uh, general who's in charge of this settlement. I'm, I was told by message that you were seeking passage to one of our safe houses. Uh, we are, if that's acceptable to you. Acceptable, certainly. Um, I have concerns for your safety in doing so. Uh, we usually only teleport out of here or into here in cases of dire emergency because of the phasers. I'm sorry? We generally only teleport into or out of here in dire emergency because of the phasers. Uh, that is a risk we're willing to assume. As you wish. Please step inside. She steps aside and lets you enter into the teleportation circle. Now, just so mean, how dangerous exactly is this? I mean, I mean, never mind. We'll just, let's just do it. Never mind. I, I'm good. Oh, that's right. You were unconscious the last time we did this. Taylor says. Yep. You'll be okay, though, right? He reaches down and like holds your hand. Okay, I'm ready. And neither one of you knows uh, teleportation circle, correct? No. 
Yep, so she'll have to cast it, and she can only send you to the one place where that circle goes. So, um, what I would like you to do is make a constitution saving throw, both of you, and you'll need to make one for Baylor as well. Can I aid us so we can get, um, what is it? Uh, aid? I believe Not aid. Advantage? Give us advantage. What is it? You can't give you advantage, but you can bless everybody. Yeah. What does that do? Bless the D four. It has a D four. Okay. Yes, I bless every. I bless everyone. God blesses everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Do you roll the D four? No. No, everybody does. Everybody who rolls gets to add a D four to their uh, saving throw. Yeah. Oh dear. I don't think a D4 is going to help. Five. Five? Yep, I rolled a three and a two. Oh man. Okay. I rolled. I guess with my modifier. I'm sorry. What does it come to with your modifier? Seven. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> Well, at least that's better. Um, I rolled a 15, so plus two, 17, plus four. So I got 21, and let me roll for Baylor. Sure. What's his constitution? What would constitution be? Um, strength? Because he doesn't have, like... It'd just be oh, his constitution modifier. Yeah. There, got it, got it, got it. So he got a 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15. Excellent. So, um, you are able to teleport as is, uh, as is Baylor. However, um, Hold on one second, I'm getting some really loud buzz from something. Yeah. Trying to see who it's from. I think it's feedback that I'm getting through your. Oh, maybe not. That's through uh, Allie. Can you. Um, do you have earbuds you can toss in, Allie? I'm getting feedback through you. We got you muted at the moment, so. I'm um, sorry about that. All right. Uh, so, um, Leahana and Baylor, you do successfully teleport through. Joanna, you do not successfully teleport. Oh, no. You suffer eight points of force damage. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, it could definitely be worse. Um, but yeah, you, uh, blink for a second, and blood, like, leaks out of your nose, and Hope steps forth and says, are you certain you want to try this again? Fucking lol. Yes, let's do it. Very well. Um, as you are no longer... near... Liana, uh, the blessing is the blessing fades. Um, okay. 
So it's just a straight roll. Alright, I don't think I have anything on my... If you don't have uh, any earbuds, by the way, Allie, just go ahead and mute yourself as long as you're not talking. What's that? It was the air conditioning. I turned it off, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> oh, sweet. Thanks. <laughs> What'd you get on your uh, thing? Another three. Awesome. Now you take an additional 10 points of force damage as you're rattled around uh, inside the room and then reform in the center of the teleportation circle. See, at this point, Ravane is like, someone doesn't want me to get to Menzo Baratheon. That's her thought. <laughs> well, it's... Uh... It's up to you to decide if you want to try one more time. Uh, one more time, please. As you wish. Go ahead and make a Constitution saving throw, please. Doing a different dice with this one. Oh, that's better. Uh, 20, not natural. Excellent. You zip <laughs> through... Uh, <laughs> as well, and I will get back to you. Uh, I, I I feel like when Ravana shows up, she just like looks up to the ceiling and is like, that's right, you spooky bitch. <laughs> nice, I love it. Alright. Um, so we will get back to you all momentarily. Uh, back in Camp Brimstone. So the three of you have gathered, and along with uh, Random, Roja, and Edmund. And you've basically decided you're going to try to head over to Long Saddle to uh, persuade these folks to assist you. Are there any preparations you'd like to make before you leave town? Is my sound better? Much, yes, thank you. Okay, good. Um, do we have time to take a short rest? Yeah, I mean, you could you could reasonably take a long rest if you wanted to. There's nothing like particularly uh, rushing you out the door besides your own need to get things done. Yeah, I really only need a short rest, so if no one else needs a long rest, it's fine with me. I'm good whenever you guys are good. Yeah, I have nothing to do. Okay. I just wanted to do my wild shit. All right. Uh, so yeah, you grab yourselves a short rest. Um, while you are sort of wrapping that short rest up, um, a gentleman comes to the door. 
Dragonborn. And he asks to speak with uh, to specifically to speak with um, random outside privately. Any outside or any of you going to try to eavesdrop in on that conversation? Or are you just going to wait for them to return? I'll try to eavesdrop. All right, go ahead and give me a. Um, are you doing anything to try to be particularly sneaky about this, or are you just uh, sticking your head out the door? Um, let's be sneaky. Okay. Um, give me a stealth check if you don't mind. Uh, 17. Excellent. You kind of sneak over to the window and put your ear to the window. You're able to sort of see what's, or hear what's going on. Uh, give me a perception check as well. Can we do something besides perception? <laughs> it's all perception. Natural 20. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, you can hear perfectly. And so what uh, seems to be being discussed is um, he's basically telling Random, like, I understand you want to help your uh, partner, and I understand the nature of their predicament, but the fact of the matter is is that you know there are those in Long Saddle that are less tolerant of tieflings, and you know that there are those in Long Saddle that are especially intolerant of tieflings who are engaged in romantic pairings with those outside of their species. So if you want to get in and out without causing a dust-up, the best bet is for you and your partner to remain here. I will escort your friends, and I will entreat the Harples to speak with us. She says, oh, that's, that's fine, Corin, but how long are we expected to kowtow to the casual racism of farmers while the people who actually run the village of Long Saddle are, are allies and friends? Corin sort of just nods dismissively and says, as long as politeness dictates, Random, I understand but we have practical matters to attend. Random kind of huffs off and starts walking back in. You're able to sort of uh, duck away from the window and make it look casual as if you've not been listening. Um, Random says, uh, Roha and I will remain here. Koran, one of the uh, paladins of the order, will escort you to Long South. He speaks with my voice and he will be undoubtedly 
helpful to you. But do we know this person? Uh, you've not met him. No. We're going to Long Saddle for you, correct, Ollie? Yeah, well, uh, we're going to go back to Sarah's home to meet a god. Right, Scorpion God. Right. Yes. And we're going to Long Saddle because there's a portal. There. In theory. There's people who know a spell that can get us to another realm. But we're going to have to do a favor first. Right. Okay. Okay. Remembered. Um, I guess it doesn't matter who takes us. Yeah, I'm down. I'm going. Yeah, hold us. I can't hear Sarah at all. Not at all? Oh, now I can. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, know I why. Think, I think... Yeah, I think... Uh, the mic that's picking her up for the broadcast is not picking her up for the call. So. Oh, okay. Well, as long as other people can hear I've been trying to talk louder, but it's hard to do every time. And just scream into the microphone. There you go. It's plugged into Travis's computer, and it's only so long. It's true. <laughs> we, we need to get that corrected one of these days. So support us on Patreon so I can buy a... a <laughs> couple of new lav mics. Right. Um, okay, so... Uh, having said all that, um, you uh, get together with Corrin and start heading out. Is there anything that you want to do before you leave Camp Brimstone? I'm ready. Didn't have anything to do here in the first place. <laughs> all right. We're... You gather up with Kern and begin hitting the road. I bring up a road for you. Um, well, actually, first, while you're heading that direction, let's go ahead and have, uh, well, say, Tori. Chroma, I should say. Go ahead and give me a, a D20 check, if you don't mind. How many do you need? <laughs> Just the oh, one. I'm not even kidding. This is a nat 20. The day Excellent. is getting better. <laughs> I'm glad that your day is improving. Um, <laughs> Alright, so as you're walking along, making your way toward Long Saddle, that's a couple hours walk to get there from Camp Brimstone. Just a second. They bring up a lovely little map. Get you a little sound machine for like when they roll on that one, it can go womp womp and stuff like that. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I need a soundboard. So we've got Akroma, Arlai, Edmund, 
and Ember. And Corrin making their way toward... Yes. Sometimes when you remember Edmund, I'm happy, and I'm like, ah, he remembered Edmund. And other times I'm like, hey, why do you remember Edmund? Don't <laughs> you kill my owl? I'm not planning to kill your owl. Um, as you're walking along through this uh, mountainous pass, kind of making the way toward Long Saddle, uh, you each pretty clearly hear uh, sort of a rumbling sound emanating from down this direction. Excuse me. Oh, no one? Sorry. I get it. <laughs> okay, screw you guys. I'm done. I was like, I'm not supposed to be there. <laughs> That's funny. From a whole other town. Yeah, I heard you all the way over here. <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking rumbly and my tumbly and Pooh Bear. And yes. I was just elsewhere. <laughs> the uh, gentle rumble turns into more of a shake. Oh, good. Uh, perception check. Please? I, I don't think you can decide that. <laughs> Just roll it 20 and tell him what you got, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> what you get? What you get? I'll just roll five. I was, I was wondering if I could. Now I just have a box of that. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you get? I, I was wondering if I could do a perception check. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Can I bless her? Can I also partake in checking on perception? You're not going to oh, be able to bless okay, I got a nine. I got a nine. Okay. Um, yeah, it sounds like something big moving in that cave. That's about all you can manage. Hey, guys, there's something big moving in that cave. <laughs> I'm going to try to listen harder. Not sure. right, you guys. roll perception? Yeah, you may all roll perception. Uh, oh, I got a two, and it's minus one, so I just, I fell on my face. Yeah, you don't, 12? You're not sure what they hear. Like, I don't hear it. Um, with 12, you can hear that these rumbles uh, seem to basically match with footsteps as if something okay. is walking out of that cave that's rather sizable. Do we have to go this way? It sounds like bipedal walking? It does sound like bipedal walking, yes. Okay. What's that, Sarah? What is it? <laughs> but, um, I'll share what I hear. I would assume it's some sort of giant. I'm going to ask the guy who's leaving us, do you know what that noise is? He tilts his head to the side and says, I definitely think giant is probably accurate. Are they nice? Depends on the giant. Uh, about that time, you all hear... In addition to the rumbling, which is now getting louder and seems to be getting closer, um, 
you also hear um, sort of this buzzing, hissing, maybe crackling noise that's emanating from the cave. And you start to see like a bluish light flickering inside the cave mouth. Do we have to go through the cave, or can we run past the cave? What if we fly over the cave? I can fly. You could try flying over the mouth of the cave. (laughs) Is the cave, like, on the ground? Or where's the cave? This way? Yes. It's not a Sarlacc pit. The cave is right there. (laughs) It's a cave. So... Are we, go- are we attempting to go through it, or are we just walking by it? I think we just have to walk by it, don't we? Yeah, you just have to pass it. Okay, then, yeah, I'm going to fly. Let's go faster. <laughs> okay. Can I fly over it? Wait, I don't care. No, I don't care. <laughs> I'll just... Let's go by this as quietly as possible. All right, you're going to try to sneak past the cave? Do you want me to throw some greater invisibility? Ooh, we could be all invisible. But be sneaky. I can turn into a guest. We'll do it. Oh. Greater invisibility is just anyone I touch up to like eight people or something, so may as well just all use it. Yeah, I have invisibility too. Um, but if you can do it for everybody. Yeah, Wait, if you want to throw that's there. not the one for everybody. Where's the one for everybody? I lost it. Oh, Where'd it go? It's not greater it's invisible. Like invisible. It's not greater is just for you or someone else. Right. You have I don't know if you have invisibility, I know you have uh pass without trace. Do I? That might be right. I would assume. That doesn't I make you invisible, it just adds to your stealth. No, it does. But yeah. I don't think I even have pass without trace on me. You're a druid, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. I apparently drew up something entirely different than that. I'm looking at the right character, right? Yeah, it's the right character. Much DD. Hi, Tori, I can fly too. And then Sarah can turn into an owl. Yeah, I can but do whatever. I'm down. I'm going to fly away. more difficult now I'm confused, yeah. so. Sure, why not? Bye, Corin. <laughs> Oh yeah, what about Corin? We need him. I say I say we just go. What are we running away from? We don't know. We can fly eventually if we need to fly away from him. Let's just keep going. Oh I do a pass okay. without trace to my staff. Okay. Do you want to throw up pass without trace and try to sneak by? Yes. Alright. Um, everybody go ahead and make a stealth check. You get a plus 10 on that result. I got an unnamed 20 plus 10 is 30. 25. I got an 18. Plus 10, Tori. I know. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, right guys. On. Where's the sound machine? So, <laughs> we need crickets. We need a womp womp. Uh, yeah. I do need one. Like, I want one at my desk just for when I'm sitting around and using myself. Yeah, go ahead and give me a roll for Edmund, too. 
Uh oh. Oh no, I don't. Edmund just passes. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a free pass. What was it? Stealth. He got a net twenty. Beautiful. So as you make oh, owl should be pretty. Right. He should be pretty sad. Well, he's not a small owl, but as you make your way, it's awesome. So stop it. <laughs> as you make your way down uh, past the mouth of this cave. Uh, you can see a large female storm giant. And she's sort of sitting up against the wall of the mouth of the cave. And she's got what appear to be four or five spears stuck in her. And she's like snapped like three of them off already. Um, and like reaching up to the fourth one. And as she reaches up and touches the fourth one, you see the lightning sort of dancing from her hand to the spear as she snaps it off and lets out a grunt um, and tosses it over to the side. Uh, what's everyone's passive perception? She looks like Brigitte Nielsen, and that scares me because anyone who would date Flava Flav is tougher than I am. <laughs> I was like, I've heard that name before and once you said Flavor Flav I'm like I know exactly who you're talking about what are we rolling? I just need to know what your passive perception is passive perception 9 15 excellent you can um, everybody except for Ember can very clearly see that <clears throat> there are two humanoids uh, in what appears to be like plate mail armor lying dead in the mouth of the cave at her feet. Um, and which one of you said you had a 15 or higher on your passive perception? I had a 15. Um, you also notice that both of them are missing their right hand. But that doesn't look like a fresh combat wound. Looks like they might have removed their hand uh, some time ago. Why don't you go ahead and give me a religion check if you don't mind. Wasting that nat 20 on nothing. <laughs> um, I've got a three. <laughs> yeah, weird. They're, they're both missing their right hand. <laughs> Whoa, it's weird. They're both missing their right hand. And it's not a new wound. Anyone know what that means? Can we roll anything to guess what that might mean? Um, you can roll religion at disadvantage because you're not from around these parts. And you can make a straight religion roll if you want to, Ember. 13. 16. Okay. With a 13, uh, you would know that some people uh, mutilate themselves in the names of their deities, uh, Erlai. Um, but you don't know specific. You know you've heard of people doing this on Eberron, but you don't know any specific Forgotten Realms deities, so you just don't know. Um, however, uh, Ember, with all the research you've been doing lately, you've come across there's a god named Tyr, and uh, Tyr is the god of like uh, like justice that's worshipped primarily by humans, mostly in Waterdeep, but kind of across the across the Sword Coast. Uh, there are a couple different uh, worshippers of, of Tyr. 
There are some of Tyr's worshippers who are so zealous uh, that they slice their hand off in order to emulate Tyr, who lost his own hand uh, in an ancient divine battle. I will share that information. Was that was the person that uh, Akroma threw the penis at her blind face a worshiper of this person, or no? Quite possibly, yes. If I remember correctly, I think that was. Uh, so Tori is friends with her. Him. <laughs> My name is Akroma. That was not. That was not a friendly interaction that Akroma had with those. Uh, those paladins of tear that you encountered before. Oh. <laughs> so, do we know it's tear now? Yeah, now that now that you explained it, absolutely. How do you spell that? T Y R. That's what I thought. Google Meister, nice. Um, all right. Well, I don't really care about the giant. Would Tyr make me want, like, the fact that his followers are there <laughs> mean something? Or. Well, um. You. are aware, based on what they were talking about, uh, with the situation with the tieflings, that the Lords of Waterdeep are trying to sort of round up tieflings. Um, and that the Church of Tear is leading that. Oh. Okay. So I'll talk to the guy leading us and tell him all the information to you and be like, is that giant supposed to be protecting something or why are there, why are Tears people here? He says, well, Tears people are probably looking for our camp or looking for our people. It disturbs me that they're so close. But uh, I would assume, I can only assume that they attacked her or startled her. Do we want to go talk to her? Do you think she's friendly? I don't. Is anyone friendly when they have five spears in them? I don't think so. Well, we all have our hands. But I don't necessarily care about her. She seems fine. But if you want information over more people, you might want to go talk to her. I don't know. Corn says, well... <clears throat> I am curious, but I don't wish to slow you down. Uh, so you can, we can either just continue to press forward, or you can press forward on your own without me, and I can go speak to her. I think we should all just press forward because I'm sure Tyr would like us working with Keyflings then. So I'm sure Tyr doesn't want anything to do with us. Sometimes. And in the case of this particular situation, I think the followers of a god are often mistaken about what that god would want. But having said that, um, I, I will happily continue escorting you. 
And he does so. And you continue on down the path, leaving the storm giant to uh, pull out more spears from herself. You don't want to go talk to her, Amber? Nope, I'm sure we'll find someone else to talk to. Okay. And you continue on down the road. Um, I need... Percentile checks for. I need one for uh, Liahana and Baylor together, and then I need one for Rowena. Oh dear. Okay. Percentile dice. I gotta paw through my bag. What? What is this roll that we need to do? Uh, just uh, two so- ten-sided dice as percent. So what? I'm sorry, it's cutting off. Uh, it's percentile. So you roll one d ten for the tens and one d ten for the ones, or you just put in d one hundred. I'll put a hundred. Yep. Okay, because I just rolled a twenty and I got a three, and I was like, that can't be right. D one hundred. So I'll do a d one hundred. One for me, one for Baylor. No, you just make one for the two of you because you teleported together. Oh, okay. Uh, I got a thirty-four. Okay. I got a hundred. <laughs> well right. done. Well, you good thing. You appear safely and well within um, where you're expected to, right in the middle of a, a teleportation circle, in a very large room um, with four tiefling guards uh, posted, and. Baylor immediately holds his hands up and says, we were sent here by Hope. And the guards relax. He said a 34. I might have done this wrong. Should I do it again? If you think you did it wrong, sure. Yeah, I'll do it again. Okay, that's more like it. I got a 13. Okay. That makes more sense. Because I, I, cause it looks like this, and I wasn't sure, so I rolled a hundred once. And I'm oh. like, of course I got a hundred. <clears throat> oh, because you only rolled a hundred, right? Yeah, I hold a hundred one-sided die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, this makes more sense. Phew. The Hufflepuff in me was like, this can't be right. Tell the truth. <laughs> All right, so uh, then allow me to re-explain what happens. Okay, sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, The same thing happens. We live happily ever after. (laughs) No. At home. You each take 22 points of force damage. Oh, shit. So we landed flat on our faces. Um, you look around and you're inside of a cavern in the Underdark. Not okay. in a teleportation circle. Not where you expect it to be. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is not where we wanted to be. Perfect. Uh, Ravenna will say, I'm pretty sure... Either Lowell or the Raven Queen don't want us to make it to Menzo Baranson. 
I had to try three times before I got here. Shit. Are you okay? Yeah, she's got like a bloody nose and blood running out of her ears and shit. <laughs> uh, so I outcast a heal on all of us. Okay. Okay. Uh, what sort of healing are you casting on? Yeah, let me look. My um, my D and D Beyond keeps giving me error messages every time I try to do something, so I need to like close those out and then do it. It okay. still does the thing. It's just like timed out or error, whatever. Well, that's a pain in the ass. I'm sorry, you're having. Yeah, it's okay. Um, we're we're just having a bad tech night. Yeah, it's a great tech night. Um, let's do. A level three cure wounds. Okay. So everybody grows three d eight plus. Well, uh, cure wounds only affect one person per touch, so like you have. No, to- it's um. Oh, then it's not that one. Hang on, I have one that can, you know, up to six people. Hmm. Well, say say that one. Uh, but it's, I have lay on hand. You have what? I have lay on hand. Oh, okay. So, Ooh. how much are you down? Uh-huh. How many points are you down? It's, um, 3d8 plus 2. No, no, how, how many hit points are you, are you down? Oh, 22. Sorry. Alright, I will lay on hand 22 for you. Uh, and then... I will use the rest 33 points for myself. Nice. Then I guess I'll use the cure wounds on Baylor. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It is a very nifty ability. Yeah, that's awesome. So Baylor healed 18 points, 19, 20 points. Yes. Forgive me, I'm having a technical difficulty. Sorry. All right, so Baylor is down like one and the rest of you are fine, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm still down like seven, but I'll survive. Okay. Awesome. Um, I would like you to... All of you, go ahead and give me a basic perception check, if you don't mind. All of who? Uh, all of you that are in the Underdark, I apologize. <laughs> Eleven. Um, Nineteen. Should I roll for Baylor? Yes, please. Twenty. Not natural. Um, So you are able to, you're all able to hear movement uh, on both sides of the tunnel of you, as if you're being surrounded. Uh, Do do I recognize any part of this tunnel? Uh, Make a survival check. Oh, I'm not good at that. All right. Mm-hmm. I rolled an 11. Oh, and I have a penalty, so that's a 10. 
Okay. We're inside a cave, right? Uh, you're inside of a tunnel. A tunnel. Are there trees in this tunnel? No. There is a little bit of bioluminescent, um, like fungus. But for the most part, it's just dimly lit here. Bioluminescent fungus and phase risk. That's pretty much what you got. Uh, can I cast dancing lights? You absolutely can cast dancing lights. All right, I'll, I'll do that to give us a little more light and perception. All right, excellent. Um, as you cast dancing lights, uh, which one of you got the 20? Uh, Baylor. Okay. Uh, Baylor says we've got company, and I, I can see outlines in the phasers moving. Um, both of you go ahead and give me a history or survival, whichever you prefer. With advantage. <laughs> uh, ten. Uh, for me, survival is higher than history, so I got a 12. <laughs> okay. um, with a 12, you can actually suss out pretty easily. Uh, if you're seeing outlines, once uh, Baylor points them out, you can clearly see that these outlines are uh, small, short, probably waist high. Where there's, it looks almost like somebody just waving their hand through smoke, except you can't see the hand. And it immediately occurs to you that these must be deep dwarves, Duragar. And oh. right as that occurs to you, they all come out from under invisibility um, because they use their enlarge ability to grow uh, to large size. So why don't we go ahead and have you roll initiatives? Shit, no. Oh, now I roll high. (laughs) So I got 11. And then Baylor got... Oh, he doesn't add anything to initiative? Uh, Whatever his dex bonus will be. 16. Okay. I got? rolled a 20. Aww. So 20 I mean, total? I rolled, an eight, I, I rolled an 18, but with my bonus, it comes out to 20. Excellent. And then, um, Liahana? 12. Okay. So, um, the first action goes to uh, Rowena, but barely. Like, you barely catch your feet in time to to act before them. (laughs) Uh, I'll take it. Uh, So, she will brandish her shield and her sword. Like, not necessarily threatening, but more I'm ready to use it if I have to. Okay. Uh, And she will say... We're not here to cause trouble. Just let us pass. All right. And are you trying to persuade or intimidate these Duergar? 
Um, you know, my intimidation's a lot better than my persuasion. <laughs> I'll right. go with intimidation. Go ahead and give me an intimidation check if you don't mind. Uh, ten. <laughs> Is that including all your bonuses and everything? Yeah, it's a plus seven and I rolled a three. Shit. Excellent. I hate this guy. I'm not using it anymore. Surprisingly, they don't what seem particularly impressed. <laughs> um, any bonus actions or anything else that you would like to do? Uh, no, not at the moment. Okay. That brings us to them. They're going to step in on you. Um, two of them are going to step in to Liahana. Well, one to Liahana, one to Baylor, because Baylor's going to get right up in Liahana's grill. Uh, this one's going to step up to Rowena, and this one's going to Ow. block this other passage. You all right? Sorry, my cat just bit my arm. Oh. Oh, oh thank they're, you. They're bastards, a lot of them. Um, all right. <laughs> so, the first one is going to take a swing at Liahana with a war pick. But, uh, Natural I have twenty opportunity attack. That would uh, work if they provoke one. Uh, got a natural twenty to hit you. Fudge! Um, no. So you will suffer greatly. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky! I rolled a four, so it's eight, uh, ten points of of uh, piercing damage. That you take from, from the war pick as they come up and like bury the war pick in your shoulder. Um, and I don't suppose any of you speak dwarvish, correct? No. As he puts the pick in your shoulder, he says something in dwarvish. Um, I have, what is it, tons? Maybe? No. You probably do, but I don't know if that's the action you want to cast. No, it is not. Um, the one that's facing off with uh, Baylor is going to try to smack him with the war pick. Uh, that did not go nearly as well for him. Got a nine, so I assume that doesn't hit Baylor. Uh, the one that's squaring off with Rowena swings with the war pick, uh, getting an eight. <laughs> <laughs> that will not hit. That will not hit. Uh, and the last one is just holding their action, uh, ready to launch a javelin at anybody who comes near either of these entryways. Uh, so that brings us then to uh, Baylor's action. What would you have Baylor do? Um, I want. I think Baylor would want to do a multi attack. Okay. With his um, long sword, since they're like in close range. Beautiful. Go ahead and give me those rolls. It's three long sword attacks, right? Yes. So it's uh, plus six. Do we hit, right? Yep. So it's 1d8 plus 3? Well, it's the d20 to, uh, plus 6 to hit. Okay, d20 plus 6. And then a d8 plus 3 for your damage on each one. So 14 to hit for the uh, first one. 14 does not hit. It bounces off of their shield. The other one got... What is it plus 6? 19 for the second one. That does hit, so go ahead and roll the damage. And then I add 20 for the third one. 
Excellent. So you'll roll, uh, what's his sword damage? His sword damage is 1d8 plus 3. All right, so roll, so roll 3d8 and then add 6 to it. But he's using two hands, right? So it's 1d8, 1d10 plus 3. Right. So roll 3d10 and then add 6 to it. 2d10, because the first one didn't hit, right? Right, but then he got a crit, so. Oh, okay. Um, 3d10. So the first one was 9, so that's 12. The second one was a nat 10. Alright, so 22. Plus 3, and then the last one was a 3, plus 3, that's 6. Alright, so this, uh, poor Durgar is dead. Is dead. Yes, he steps in and just one. swipe, 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 and drops the Duragar. The Duragar shrinks down to their natural size um, and falls dead at Baylor's feet. I kick it for good measure. <laughs> Not that, my action. <laughs> that does, well, that does bring us to Liahana's action. What would you like to do? You have a war pick in your shoulder at the moment. Yeah, so I'm gonna, because I have a war pick on my shoulder, I'm gonna cast. Um, spike growth. Okay. So, from where we are, so in the, what is it? Where is it? Where are you, my beautiful? There it is. So, in a 20 foot radius centered on a point within range, twists and sprouts her spikes and thorns. When a creature moves in or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. So, where do you want to put that? Because, do you want to? You don't want, I assume you don't want to get where you and Baylor are in that, right? No, yeah. So I'm going to put it where the, like a little further away where it'll still get them or whatever. Well, there's the one that's got the pick in your shoulder and then there's two back here. So which ones do you want to target? Well, Baylor's closest to the one that got the pick in my shoulder and I'm pretty sure he's going to kill him next turn. So the ones that are closer to... To Rowena? Uh, yeah. All right, so you throw and it back. And then I have a book attack that I'll do guiding swords to then attack the one in front of me. Does uh, to, that work? To do what? Uh, to attack the one that's in front of me. No, with, with what with what bonus attack? What is it? Uh, guiding. Oh, oh the, the spiritual weapon, you mean? Spiritual weapon, yes. Excellent. Um, spiritual weapon is what level of a spell? Spiritual weapon can be anything from a second level to, like, a level six. And what level is, uh... Spike Ruth is two. Right, so you wouldn't be able to cast those both in the same turn. Because if you cast... Oh, I have spiritual weapon in the second level, too, also. Right, but if you cast a level a leveled spell... Mm-hmm. You can only cast a cantrip on your bonus action. Oh, really? Yeah. Then I'll cast guiding. Wait. Sacred flame. You can hit, you can definitely hit them with sacred flame. Absolutely. So they need to make a deck yeah. save, right? Yeah. Uh, sacred flame is a deck. Yeah, he should succeed on a deck saving throw or take one d8. Natural twenty. So he jumps back out of the way of your sacred flame. However, that does trigger the five feet of movement in the spike growth. So they have to make what save for that? Uh, he needs to 
He doesn't do a save. And he moves in within it. He takes 2d4 piercing damage. Alright, so go ahead and roll that 2d4. Okay. And four. Alright, so he takes four damage, and that also, because he's moving back, that does provoke an attack of opportunity from both you and Baylor. So you can each take a swing at him if you want to. Cool, let's do it. Um, I'll just take, take my sword out, I guess. And so how how many? Just a d20 to see if it hits, and then whatever? Yep, for each one of you, and then whatever weapon. So Baylor, two-handed, would have a d10 on his weapon damage, and you'd have whatever your handheld weapon is. So I rolled a 7, uh, so it doesn't hit, right? For you or for Baylor? For me. Um, yeah, you you swing way wide. And then Baylor rolled a 14 plus... Six, so. So that definitely hits. Uh, go ahead and roll Baylor's damage. <clears throat> so that's like the same as the longsword, right? Yep, the d10 plus three. So he got three, so that's six. Okay, excellent. Uh, deals some damage to to the Durgar, but the Durgar is still up. That brings Damn. us to, to the top of the order. Rowena, what would you like to do? Okay, I am going to attack this uh, dude in front of me. Uh, for my first attack, I'm going to cast Branding Smite at third level. Okay. Oh, and that's a one. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> well, the Branding Smite doesn't go off if you don't hit, right? Uh... This is the next time you hit a creature. Right, so you haven't hit the creature, so you still have the Branding Smite active, which is the good news. Uh, the bad news is you stumble forward. I gave that Durgar too much damage, but he did back up, though. This, the spike growth isn't there. So, my apologies. I'm healing him for four. Because the spike growth is back here, which, Rowena, you stumble forward into. Uh, go ahead and... No, you just did that on purpose. <laughs> I just remembered I it. Roll that's all. one, it's fair. <laughs> go ahead and roll 2d4 for... Uh, we'll just apply the damage that would have gone to the other Dorgar to Rowena. So you take four piercing as you stumble forward into the spike growth. Um, this and is not fair. Miss know it. horribly. Do you have any other actions you'd like to take? Yeah, uh, I have a second attack. Okay, go ahead. Go. I would like oh, to attack the Dungeon Master. <laughs> a lot better. That is a 27. That will definitely hit. And I get Branding Smite? Yes, you do. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, that makes up for the one. Almost. Not really. A little bit. Come on. Just lie if you have to. <laughs> no. I know I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> uh, all right, that's a 12, uh, 19, plus my bonus. Make it uh, 25. And he's dead. Okay, uh, he's not dead, but he's damn close to it. Um, yeah. Knocking on Heaven's door, kind of close to it. 
So uh, he's hurt bad. Um, knowing that he's got no choice but to stand his ground, though, um, he's going to go ahead and try to stab you with his war pick. Okay. I'm pretty sure I can take it. We'll see how that goes for him. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it works out. Uh, no, we got a five, so that's a nine to hit. It bounces off your armor harmlessly. As this doer guard back here uh, starts to run, so they take 44 points of uh, piercing damage. So, Melina, if you want to roll 44 for me, please. Okay. Mm. One, four, two, one. So take eight points of piercing damage as they're running away. Good. But they do get clear of the spike growth. For now. For now. I'm inclined to let them run away. Well, I dealt that damage three times, but there you there we have it. Alright, that brings us to um Baylor's turn. Okay. So Baylor is gonna attack the one motherfucker that's in front of me, I guess. So you step in and give the three swipes? Yeah. Swing, swing, swing. And so Oh jeez. So uh Sorry, it's like reloading for some reason. You're fine. The first one was 10, doesn't hit, right? Uh, 10 plus 6, right? Yeah. No, it was 10 total. 10 total, but does not hit. (laughs) No, he rolled a 4, and then he rolled a 3, so that will not hit also. That will also not hit. And then uh, 6, so that's a 12. Also does not hit. So he comes in just... Swing, 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 and the Duragar is like deflecting with his shield uh, as he's also backing up, frightened and terrified. Um, but Baylor's walking him back, basically. Um, that brings us to Liahana. What would you like to do? Um, I would like to kill this guy. <laughs> um, How would you like to go about that? <laughs> Let's see. I want I want it to be painful. And okay, let's. Uh, I'll send my little spiders to eat him. Insect plague. Okay. <laughs> what does yeah. he roll with uh, to resist that? So I will put a twenty-foot radius here on him, um, yeah. and. He must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. He will take 40, 10 piercing damage on a field. Oh yeah, he failed. Alright. So 40, 10. 8, 5, 5, 5. So 15 plus 8 is 23? Yeah. Alright. 
Right, he's still alive, but barely. Um, then I, I can use um, a level two spiritual weapon. It says I have a, that as a bonus action anytime on my sheet. Right, but if you you can't use a bonus action spell that has a level if you cast a level uh, spell with your action. Really? Yeah, Just, so one of those two has to be a cantrip if you're going to do two spells in the same turn. Okay. The only, way you can, the only way you can do that is if you have, like, an extra attack action. So if, like, you were a fighter and you had extra attack, you could cast two spells with your attack actions. Mm. Otherwise, it has to, one of them has to be a cantrip. So while you're looking at what you're what you can do there, um, that brings us back to the Durgar. Uh This one that's south of you is going to keep running. Are you going to do anything to try to stop them? Uh, no, killing Durgar is not really my mission here, so I'll let that guy run away. How could you? Right on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you allow him to run. Uh, so that leaves you with the one that's in your face that has like a hit point left, and then the one that's over here that uh, Baylor is trying to disembowel. Finish him! <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to point my sword at him and be like, you should follow your friend. No! Uh, make an intimidation check with advantage, please. Okay. Why are you letting me down? <laughs> oh, that's much better. That's a 24. Okay. Um, they get up and start running, and they don't... They're so frightened of you that they don't think about the practicality of the situation that they're in. Uh, can you roll eight? No, you don't need to roll. As they run through the spike growth, essentially they're just shredded to bits. They fall over dead. It was like a run for your life, and then they turn around and you shoot them in the back. (laughs) Says our cleric of (laughs) Eliestri. Don't tell her. All right, um, so that's uh, the other Duragar is going to uh, use the disengage action so that they don't provoke any attacks of opportunity and try to run away as well. All right, so. Um, so I'm going to take an opportunity attack. <laughs> <laughs> you can't because they disengaged, but that's Baylor's yeah. turn, so what would Baylor like to do? He will take his longbow and shoot the guy. All right. Yes. Because I'm petty like that today. Go ahead and roll. Uh, so, multi-attack, longbow, plus 68. Uh, 1d8 plus 1d8 poison. Okay. So, six. That doesn't hit. Um, that doesn't hit. Okay, then then 20. So one of the ones is going to hit. Okay. Um, excellent. Okay, so 1d8 piercing damage plus 1d8 poison damage. Yes. One piercing damage plus three poison damage. 
Okay. Just oh, no, plus three. So one, two, three, four piercing damage. And then one D8 poison. So four, five, six, so seven total damage. Damn it. Seven damage? Yeah. That's enough to drop the Durgar. He falls over dead. The arrow on the back. Good. And that ends your combat. Uh, the other Durgar runs off down the hallway, disappearing from view. High fives all around. Are, are you injured? I just pulled a spear out of my... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Shoulder. a war pick, so they pulled it out when they backed up, so you just have kind of a, a hole, like, like a puncture oh. wound. Cool. Then I'll just, uh, I don't know, cure wounds. Uh, I will also cure wounds on myself at first level. Yeah. Right. Go ahead and roll your cure wounds and apply those appropriately. And whilst you're doing that... Uh, let's go back to the surface. How many points of damage did I take from that? <coughs> from which? From getting speared. Um, I want to say it was 22 points. No, it was, eight, it was 11 points. Oh, okay. Because somehow I didn't go through with these, like, things. Fine, no worries. I will murder someone again. Okay. Excellent. And so we leave you abandoned in this tunnel that you don't know where the hell you're at, down in uh, the underdirt. Acroma, Arlai, Ember, and Edmund arrive in Longsaddle. Along with your escort, Corn. And as you make your way into Long Saddle, <clears throat> along the Long Road, you see kind of just this quaint little farm town. As far as you can tell, at first appearances. Long Saddle looks kind of like just about any other uh, small settlement that you that you could imagine uh, coming across. Um, Travis, I have a spell. I don't remember what it is. It's just, I'm so good at skimming through them. I'm sure I'll find it. Um, where I can like pass through trees, teleport via plants. Okay. Um, hold on, sentences. That's very interesting. You must have seen or touched the destination plant at least once. Uh, it says a large or larger inanimate plant. So, are there any of those here so that I can like mark something here? Oh, sure. Um, so as you're walking along, like uh, these little uh, collections that you're seeing here uh-huh. of green are trees. So those are all absolutely sufficient enough for you to teleport to. Okay, I'll do the one that's closest to me. Okay, cool. So you mark this tree right here as a teleportation place you can return to. Right. And uh, so as you're walking in the long saddle, like I said, most of it looks kind of like a standard uh, village. These buildings that are uh, up top here are just basically residences. Uh, as you're walking along, you see 
uh, to your immediate um, east. Uh, looks like some sort of a shop or general store. The other thing that catches your eye is to the west, just the other side of this river um, at the western end, edge of town. Uh, beyond the river is what appears to be, bless you, bless you again, um, a large and opulent mansion. Uh, looks like it's constructed of various stones and metals. Um, looks like something almost otherworldly. And bless you again. No, you're, you're good. And over the top of the mansion is a faintly glowing dome that has various little sparkles showing up in it from time to time. I'm going to point to that and say, is that where we're going? Corin nods. That's the home of the Harper family. The Harper family? Harpel. Harple. Yellow. They are very powerful wizards and uh, eccentric, to say the least. So please do your best to not insult me. Uh, don't talk. <laughs> can't help it. I can't fight my child. Seriously. <laughs> Character trait. <laughs> and you make your way uh, through town. Uh, the town's relatively busy. You can see there are a number of um, just townsfolk out sort of milling about and whatnot. And as you're making your way south, I'd like you all to go ahead and give me just a insight check, if you don't mind. And you may have advantage on this insight check, a chroma. Yeah! Oh, God! I hate my self let's see. <laughs> this is the best face. <laughs> I got a four. With, With advantage? I got a oh my goodness. <laughs> I got a four. Right I on. got a 16. 11. 11, excellent. So uh, the only one of you notices this is Ember. Um, as you're walking along, you notice uh, there's a couple people sort of milling about on the road. And you see two men walking down the street uh, sort of opposite you, heading in the opposite direction of you. And these two men, one of them is sort of a more heavy set. Uh, not necessarily like fat, but he's got like the sort of big that you would expect from somebody who does like a lot of farm labor. So they're not like ripped, but they're just large and bulky. Um, and next to him is a rather lanky gentleman. And this uh, lanky gentleman uh, is dressed in somewhat familiar finery, kind of the clothing that you would expect to see from like an elven noble. Um, or maybe even a, a noble of Waterdeep. And you notice that he's wearing a very wide-brimmed, uh, dark-colored hat that is tipped down over his eyes. And you can tell as you're passing, uh, despite the fact that he appears, as far as you can tell, to be human or maybe a half-elf, he is very uncomfortable 
Uh, looks like he's trying his best to shield his eyes from the sun. It looks like it's not doing much good for him. Who sees this? Just her? Just Ember. Would I know anything about that? Why is he shielding his eyes type of thing? Um, you travel with enough drow to know that he's reacting like a drow does in some way. I'll elbow the chroma and be like, do you know him? A hat? Yeah, I know a hat. <laughs> I'll, I'll say he's a drow. And well, I'll speak draconic because I'm assuming they don't. Okay. okay. You say he's drow and draconic? Yeah, he looks like a drow. Corinne says in draconic, he looks human to me. <laughs> I know who he is, but I don't remember his name. Is that okay if I know who he is? No? Uh, you can think you know who he is. Who do you think? You think I, it's... I think it's the same guy who took uh, Elena's character on the boat. So you think it's Cheryl Axel? Yes. <laughs> It would be Jarlax. <laughs> I think okay. it's Jarlaxel, and I say, "Can I?" Yeah, I'm like, "Hey, Jarlaxel, what are you doing here?" Uh, and you point at this dude with the hat and start screaming, "Hey, Jarlaxel, what are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah, my Amazon's talking. Alexa, <laughs> I'm gonna take my cape and put it over her and say, "Quiet, crazy lady." <laughs> um. He turns and says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, you're trying to cover her up with your cape? Yeah, we don't know who she is. Who is I feel like we roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, make a, a contested athletics checks, both of you. <laughs> Ooh, I did better this time. Oh, but I'm not good at letters. Uh, 16. 14. Right, you, oh, try, you try to grab her and restrain her and fail to do so. What would you like to do, Akroma? Uh, she's trying to put a cape over me. Yeah, she's trying to like restrain you, basically. Yeah. Like, hide your face and say, who is this? So I grab the two arms and I accidentally flip her over me. I don't think that you got that good a roll. Oh, yeah, no, she can she can judo throw you with that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yes, I, I don't mean to, but apparently she went all the way over me, and then I was like, Drolaxel. Because I don't remember last, what was the last time I saw him? He was. Last, last time you saw him was in Menzo Baranzi. <clears throat> Yeah. Before you killed um, Vizard. No, it was after. It was after you killed Vizard. Because that's when Ravenna became a matron mother, right? Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah, so so that's the last time you saw him. And didn't he say he was going somewhere specifically? He said he was going to Waterdeep. And we were in Waterdeep, correct? Well, you didn't quite make it to Waterdeep. You made it to Skullport, which is underneath Waterdeep. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> right, we didn't make it. But according to Liahana, he sent you to steal that gold in Waterdeep. Yeah, she told us that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I definitely am like, what are you doing here? Because we're very north now, correct? Yes, very far north. Um, in light of all this, Arlai, are you doing anything? 
Do I even know who Jarlaxle is? Uh, you were present for those conversations. <laughs> Do I have any reason to think that that's really who that is? I mean, uh, operating with draw mannerisms and wearing a hat is what you have to go on. Um, so, if you think that's enough to suspect that. I, I don't think there's anything that I would want to do at this point. Alright, so you're just kind of standing there like, uh... And so, um, he says, I'm sorry, miss, you must have me mistaken for someone else. And the man that he's walking with says, enough of this nonsense, guards! And... Oh, good. Corin, uh... Says, whatever you do, don't antagonize them. And as soon as the man yells for guards, you see the dome um, start to glitter a little bit extra, and seven humanoid shapes come flying out of the manor. Just like, just straight up flying, like, under their own power, arms open, like, Magneto style, and start <laughs> flying over toward you. Uh, each of them is wearing, like, purple robes, and uh, has a spell book, basically on, like, what looks like a holster on their side. And that's where we'll wrap up game for this week. I knew it. <laughs> and that's where we're going to wrap up our <laughs> So, um, any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns about tonight's game? GG, everybody. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. All right. Let's uh, hold on. Let me fix screens because everything got bounced around real quick. Yeah, sorry. My phone was like, your battery is low. And then it lights me out. I don't know what the deal is. That wasn't very nice of it. It should not do that to you. No. Or it should just me. let me use the battery until it's dead. Or to me, for that matter. Hmm. All right, so um, while I'm setting all this up, let's go ahead and start with uh, Akroma. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and who you are playing, please? Hi, I'm Tori Clark. I'm an actress, model, and director. Ooh, in, Chicago, uh, in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I'm actually filming my first project this weekend, so I'm extremely stressed. <laughs> and excited for it to happen and then be done and then <laughs> editing I'm excited for it, but I just want it to be done um, but yeah I play a chroma she's a hot headed can't hold her tongue uh, needs to get what she wants type of character and she doesn't really know what she's doing as of right now but she recognized someone so alright so so here we go we'll see how this shakes out for everybody um, I'm excited, and, con and congratulations! And break a leg this weekend. Thank um, you. Hope it goes Appreciate well. That. Let us know uh, when when we'll be able to watch it. Um, next up, we've got uh, Arlai. Tell us you know, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Hi, I'm Sarah Sharper. Um I'm playing Arlai, who might actually get to go home soon. That'd be awesome. Um, but I am an author and a YouTuber. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I talk about writing mostly and other random crap, and then I book some random stuff. Excellent. 
you can get all those things in the description of this video if you're watching in the archives, uh, or if you click the links in the uh, info page on the podcast, you can get those as well. Uh, next up, we have Ember. Tell us who you are, what you do, and who you think, please. Hi, I'm Allie Fabrice. I play Ember. Uh, I'm in sales. I don't do anything very creative. <laughs> and Ember is thinking about abandoning a chroma for these guards. <laughs> <laughs> Peace <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. That's awesome. Um, next up, we have uh, Leah Hanna. So, see what's doing here playing this. Hi, I'm Leah Hanna. Um, I'm a cleric of Eliastri who has a beautiful dreaded boyfriend. And we managed to kill some people today. I don't know how my goddess is going to feel about that. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was violent AF. Um, in real life, though, I'm a comic book artist and colorist in Chicago, Illinois. And this week, next week, I'm going to be at Portland at Rose City Comic Con. Uh, Artist Alley Q06. So come by and say hi and get some stuff. Yeah. Do that. That's awesome. Oh, show. Congratulations. Yeah, if you're out in Portland area, definitely swing by the table and tell uh, tell Melina how much you love uh, Extreme Drugs and how much you love Floppy Cop and buy copies of it. Yay. Uh, lastly, but certainly not leastly, we've got Rowena. Mm-hmm. Tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Uh, hello, my name is Rachel. I'm an independent games writer slash editor of Los Angeles, California. I play the paladin Romana, who's got a lot more direction recently than she's had in the past, and it's been really fun to play out her arc. Uh, I work for uh, several RPG companies, uh, one of which, Mighty Narwhal, is having a LARP event called Mystical Rome in a couple of weeks. I believe ticket sales are done, but if you really, really want to go, uh, just send me a message and, you know, I can uh, beg for mercy on your behalf. (laughs) 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 It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, The premise of the game is that uh, 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 Mark Anthony believed the prophecy, and he died in place of Julius Caesar, and so let's fast forward 20 years where Julius Caesar is still alive and magic is real and there's monsters who's there. It's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely if you're up that way, definitely head over and check that out. And uh, lastly, I am uh, Travis Legg. I'm the Dungeon Master here. When I'm not doing this, I'm uh, writing games and running them. Uh, I have lately been doing a lot of work at uh, Onyx Path. I am the uh, Discard Lands line developer there, and the Twitch programming coordinator. So if you've not done so yet, please make sure that you're following and subscribing to this channel so you know when we go live, but also head over to the Onyx Path. Um, so that's twitch.tv forward slash the Onyx Path, and follow and subscribe there to check out the amazing amounts of programming that we are putting together it's been a lot of fun to launch that <laughs> channel. Uh, bless you. We have a lot more fun stuff coming uh, on that channel, so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, obviously, I'm still here every two weeks. Uh, I still run the Scarred Lands Myths and Matchmakers on this channel, which is also a bless you again. 
uh, co-hosted over at uh, the Annex Path, and hopefully in October we'll be returning with uh, Calculated Risks and Everyone Adventure. Just depends on how things go. I've got a couple of big projects that I can't talk about yet that are eating up all of my time through the 1st of October. So um, I'm doing my best to make sure that the boats that I have afloat stay afloat. We will definitely still be back here in two weeks. Hopefully by then, uh, Roz, who is not with us tonight, plays Roja. Uh, she injured herself uh, training for Space Force. So um, <laughs> she will hopefully be better and be able to join us and walk into the shit show that will be what we face next week. Because uh, uh, two of you are lost in the Underdark and three of you are about to face down a bunch of magical guards in a very, very magical place. So. Ooh, she's going to be so mad at a chrome. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a fun time. I look forward to it. Ladies, as always, it's been a pleasure playing with you. Those of you watching live, thank you so much for joining us. Those of you watching on the podcast, please be sure to rate it, review it. Same if you're on YouTube or in the archives. Thank you all so much. Love you bunches. And we'll see you again real soon. Yay! Bye, Bye. Bye. Bye.